0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about ways to improve the loot in Destiny. Uh, talked about a lot of what they did in the past. D1 raids, especially Wrath of the Machine. Would like to see a lot of that come forward. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in live. Twitch.tv slash rage. Probably the best way to partake in these talks. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting the like button and the subscribe button is an easy way To do that. And the audio only versions do get mid roll ads now, but I always place those in between questions so as not to disrupt your experience. So let's take the first question here. Uh, Little Light Radio says, uh, I feel that the time you put into a raid these days doesn't correlate with the rewards you get. Do you think that even if you completed a raid for the week, uh, that if you could replay get something each encounter, a lesser reward but still a reward? See, this is where I thought a really happy medium so that you can't just run the raid over and over and over and over again and get loot constantly was with the key creation. Um, I think key creation, as long as long being as long as it's properly paced key creation could really create this idea that running the raid gives you, uh, intentionality over the, over the farm. Like if there's certain items that you want, uh, you could definitely pursue them. And then that way, you know, what you're doing and what you're working on, you could have a lot of intentionality. If you're wanting the shotgun with a certain role, if you're wanting the, you know, gauntlets with a certain, Role you can chase those things by opening the chest that you know drops those items because um, presently you just don't have enough control and as you're saying the the time put in just doesn't correlate to the rewards it's there's layers to the problems with the loot there really is there's layers to the problems with the loot when you go into a raid um, and you come out with Perks that are not that interesting or that much better than perks you can get in the in the world. The grind lacks agency, so it's like a total luck fest. If you even you know even if you're gonna actually get the things you're looking for, and then a lack of power. The, the guns just don't feel all that uh, all that special. And there's a lot of things I think that go into that. And one of the and one of those things is as you're saying, like I I don't even really feel like I want to play more than three times because number one there's no incentive and there's no reason and then I think that just slowly erodes at the person's desire to play it to begin with Wrath of the Machine was like addicting it was like we were in there all the time right we were in there all the time and I got something for my time I don't think it was until like maybe my seventh or eighth run of the week that I started to not get stuff well you know we were doing four or five runs a day so like by the end of the day Wednesday I wasn't getting anything anymore, but to a certain extent, that was okay because it was like you—you you probably doubled the amount of runs I could I could do and so get stuff to drop. Um, thank you, Heavy Lifted, for the comment on my shirt. I I personally think Wrath of the Machine was at its best when you continued to get the fragments no matter how many times you ran it. That was probably the best. I thought like that, I'm pretty sure there was a time where like end of the week you would still be getting. You would still be getting those fragments, but I think you got them at such a depreciated amount that it kind of didn't matter, right? It was like, well, yeah, you're still getting them, but it was it was such a small amount that the main reason you were doing it was to you know help people. But then you got like a little bit of those things just to help you kind of like roll some gear or whatnot. That's why I said bring back the the Wrath of the Machine system but take it much further. Take it further. I should be able to open the chest every single time for a non-powerful reward, but you only give me an interval of like one, maybe two keys per run. One or maybe two keys per run, that's it. So every time I run the raid afresh, there's one or two chests that I can open and as long as I finish the raid, then I get another key, maybe two. So, and then also if they're like, oh, but the raid's too small for a full loot pool. No, it's not. Have the loot rotate each week. What, like, there's no, there's no reason to not do that either. You could create, you know, a, ro- a, a, a rotation. You know, first week you do it, that first chest is a shotgun and a pair of boots. And then the next week, it's a pulse rifle and a pair of gauntlets. So yeah, there's only three encounters, only three drops or whatever, but each time they rotate, enabling them to do an actual full loot pool. I think that was one of the shortcomings of Scourge. I, if Scourge would have brought back everything that I talked about, I think Scourge would have been perfect. Um, it would have been perfect. Destiny Boy, two two two. Uh Do you think there should be drop protection on gear for raids? I have over 25, uh, and I've never gotten a threat level to drop. But, see, this is why my solution, I think, is the right one. I think drop protection is a band-aid for lack of agency instead of giving the player agency and control over what the frick's going on. You're like, Oh, we'll, we'll put drop protection in place. I just feel like that's a band aid. I'm not saying that your idea is like bad. They shouldn't do it. I just would much rather them go a whole lot further than drop protection because if drop protection basically still assumes that you can get screwed, um, and I would worry that that wouldn't be a good solution. Like, imagine if you really, really want the threat level, and that chest at the beginning, there's an extra chest that you open with your key, right? And that chest can drop either the shotgun or a pair of boots. Well, you I mean, as long as you're grinding and making your keys and popping that chest, you're gonna get the shoddy. And the real, the real grind would be for the right roll. This is where I just don't think... I just don't think Bungie has embraced the identity of a game where you grind for roles. I really don't think they have. I think that they've... They still have too much... Too much of a... There's too much linear static role influence. You know, the the breakneck is a great gun, but they didn't get any mileage out of it. You just run a bunch of... You just play a bunch of gambit, and then you get a... You get a static role legendary. It's like... I mean, they could have done that in such a better way. The curated role... Of the breakneck you know they could have given you a specific farm for a hazard of the cast and the curated role pops out with a different name with the ornament with everything else um so again the, i just feel like there's a they're missing they're kind of missing the mark there and i don't think drop protection i don't think drop protection is the right call I think drop protection, like they're saying they're going to do drop protection for, I forget what they announced it for, uh, for, oh, for the Gambit stuff in Reckoning. I'm like, you're basically admitting the drop system is bad if you have to put in drop protection. Instead of giving me agency and control over what the frick's going on, um, you just end up with, you know, you just, you just end up with. It's still a frustrating grind and again i'm trying to solve a bigger issue i want you in the raid each week feeling that sense of agency control and like this is what i love this gear is worth chasing so that's why i'm in here grinding every you know every every day right instead of being like three runs and then i'm out i'm done i think that the non-powerful chest system and a rotation of loot right If the shotgun rotates out in the next week, it's not in that first chest, you would probably be either saving up your keys or you would be, um, you'd be saving up your keys or you'd be using them on another chest. Like there was maybe another weapon or another piece of gear that you wanted. Uh, so J. Christ says, I have 48 scourge clears and no anarchy and yet if I go on a forum and ask for a raid exotic to get uh, the nightfall treatment I get accused of being a crybaby just want it made easy those that say that they've usually have gotten it in a couple weeks I mean people like that just don't understand it was like people being arrogant about the fact that they had a galahorn um, thank you unsaid for the brand new sub I, th- you know people got arrogant about Galahorn it's like you contributed virtually nothing. Uh, to getting your Gallahorn, You played and got lucky. Um, same thing with 1K and stuff. So people that are saying that, again, I don't think they understand content relevancy either. Last Wish is already pretty much in irrelevant content. Nobody's really running it. Nobody really cares. Um, you know, so... You, you, you're going to eventually just comp- completely lose people. Like, nobody wants to grind Last Wish at this point. Uh, now, if they did something smarter with the rolls and everything that we've been talking about, you definitely could say, oh, I have a reason to keep running Last Wish because I still haven't gotten the curated this, I still haven't gotten the curated that, or this armor piece, or that armor piece. Um, th- you know, that would, that would certainly, I think, keep people in there a little bit longer. But again... Like, I don't think people understand the nature of just how bad RNG can be. Um, I don't know. If you defend, if you defend the system just because you got lucky, you're not really defending the system. You know what I'm saying? You're not actually having an argument about like, no, it should be this way. This is good game design. You're basically just saying, well, I got one. Don't be a crybaby. Keep playing and you'll eventually get one. It's like, no, not really. Uh, Vinnie Boltz, should Bungie go back to a quest for the raid exotics like Outbreak and Acarius, uh, or should they stay RNG? Yeah, I don't necessarily know what the answer is here. I don't necessarily dislike the fact that they had quests before. Um, but I I don't know. There's definitely something exciting about having it be RNG. I just think they need to do something with respect to like I think after so many runs, you should get a bump in your drop rate. It doesn't need to be the nightfall system, but I feel like every run isn't necessarily like, a, oh, you didn't get one, your RNG's going up. It's like, every five runs, you get a bump. A guaranteed bump on the drop rate or something. I don't know. That's basically... I'm just kind of saying the same thing that you're asking for. The Nightfall... The Nightfall protection is essentially that. After so many runs, like, your drop rate chance is going to be so dadgum high. You're you're almost going to be guaranteed to get it. Um. So, to me, it just doesn't make sense. It's like... I, knowing that that could happen is the reason that i didn't even go for an anarchy i was like i don't care i don't care about your grenade launcher that much to go through scourge every week three times and hope to get something at the end like playing scourge to level up and getting like guns the whole time when i needed armor or armor the whole time when i needed guns i you know i legit didn't want to raid after that it just discouraged me from wanting to raid and And I don't know if a quest is the answer. You never want to take away from something that could be good, right? To a certain extent, it could be good to have it drop RNG base, have it drop random. That's exciting, but that doesn't mean that you... So you don't want to take that chance away and be like, oh, just make it a quest. You also don't want to make it just like a, you know... Oh, if you run enough times, it's a guaranteed drop. I think there's a a happy medium where every so many runs, you get a bump in your drop rate, you know? AdGuy2002, uh... What are your thoughts about the Thorn Ornament being removed from Eververse at reset today and not scheduled to return? Um... I don't actually know how I feel about this. Now, how do you know it's not going to return? Have they said that? Um... It's one of those things where I don't I'm trying to think of a of a of a of a scenario oh they tweeted. Well, I think that's just kind of the nature of cosmetics serving as a reason to generate revenue. They're trying to create urgency. It's like when they do like the limited skins and stuff with um with Fortnite, right? When they do that with Fortnite, you're sort of like, "Oh, you know, I, uh, I better, but I better get it now, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're not going to buy it now, when are you going to buy it? You know, Oh, I might buy it later. Well, they try to create urgency. Um, they said emotes would be gone forever too. And then they brought back alternate versions. Yeah. I just don't know how much of the, I don't know how much of, I would take that to, to, to the bank. Um, just because we know that they like to bring things back also that would be I think the frustration I would feel more frustrated if they did that if they, if they basically said it was going to go away and a bunch of people buy it because of urgency and then they bring it back later because then people think then people think oh I'm buying something unique that no one else will have um, and if that's the case then you know you're if you bring it back later you're kind of undercutting the reason why people bought it like people got mad about that with like the skull trooper and stuff in uh in 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 Fortnite it was like wait i thought these were going to be limited and we were only going to get them and now you're bringing them back and you know people didn't like that they didn't like the idea that they brought stuff back that they you know they said they weren't going to i don't know if they ever said they weren't going to have them but they definitely upset people when they did that. The reason that I'm not really going to take a hard stance on it is now that they're self-publishing, we know that, we know that they basically have to generate revenue with the microtransactions in a way that they didn't before. And as long as it's vanity items only, I kind of don't care. That's kind of par for the course, isn't it? It's kind of par for the course to say, "Hey, you know, if if you want this item, buy now or it's going away." They're emotes and they're ornaments, so I don't think you're. I don't think they're necessarily coming out of less field at a left field with it. I really don't. I I don't think that they're they're doing anything that's completely out of the ordinary, um, that we need to get really upset about. If they were, if they were, if they were selling guns and booster packs and stuff like that, that's a whole nother discussion, right? That's a whole nother discussion because now you're talking about like, you know, you're talking about actually making it to where people can't get earnable items in the game. Nicholas, do you miss the Destiny 1 revive system in Hero Moments? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the revive tokens. I think the token system in the raid is, I think it's honestly, that's one of the dumbest things they've ever done to endgame. I think their philosophy is 100% backwards. I think one of the best things that happens in challenging content is when people overcome failure and i think they basically make it to where you're not really overcoming failure it's it's sort of like oh no worries we have enough time we have enough time just don't res him does that make sense i don't i don't like the way that it feels now you're just sort of like you're basically doing a math equation like, oh, do we have enough time? Yeah, we have enough time. Just finish it. Don't res him. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, this is really intense. This is really crazy. Do you think we're going to be able to pull it off without him? Yeah, I don't know. Bring the cannon to the middle. You know, that whole thing that Wrath brought, I, you just, you don't have that. People, and I remember everybody, everybody's very calculated in what they say publicly, right? I was very animately against the token system, and I remember people intentionally taking to Twitter and claiming that they had hero moments, right? And they showed, they they, they clipped that thing of Gunny. Um, they clipped Gunny going and... and, and sh- Did I just get extra fragments because I had been full that whole time? That was really weird. Do they like save them and then you get them? That was kind of odd. You know, they show Gunny killing Shiro Chi. Well, he shot her with an auto rifle. She had no health, right? Ew. It was cool, but it, it's like, okay, how far have we fallen if we think that's a big, gigantic, insane hero moment? That the last guy alive shoots her in the face with like a pulse rifle and she dies because she's literally on death's doorstep. It's like Wrath of the Machine hero moments were literally somebody juggling three cannons, doing multiple things, managing multiple responsibilities. And when he does that, the team has to rise to the occasion too the team has to rise to the occasion they gotta manage the different sections, they gotta stay alive they gotta kill the servitors, they gotta call out what's where for the guy in the middle that to me we've fallen very far we've fallen very far if you think a hero moment is somebody being like oh we have 60 seconds go ahead and try it see if you can do it without us and it's just a damage check right? it's just a damage check whether you clutch Shirochi or. You can't really clutch uh, where you're chasing her. I'm thinking of the first chick, I forget her name. Ch- Shirochi is the one that you chase. When you're chasing her, they, they've created so much mechanical pain in that fight, you're not really going to clutch it if somebody dies anyway. Riven's kind of the same way. Like, they're building. Yeah, Callie is the first, sorry. So, I'm sorry, when Gunny killed Callie. I'm not saying it wasn't exciting. I'm saying that's not anything close to what people pulled off in Wrath of the Machine when they clutched stuff, when they had hero moments. Even hero moments at Oryx are far more exciting than being like, well, everybody's dead. She's got almost no health. Just see if you can't kill her. And then you just shoot her. It's like, you're just like, you're just like waiting for the timer to count down. Um, so... I just think we've fallen pretty far down the hill, if that's what we're going to say as a hero moment. I think that the res system and the res timers and the tokens is an enormous step backwards. I think you let the team try to clutch it, and if they can't, they can't, so be it. But this sort of passive push to say, nope, everybody be- needs to be alive, everybody needs to partake. I think there's a time and a place for saying you need everybody alive for this right here you can't really do this without everybody alive but I don't think every single raid encounter needs that intrinsic pain I just think you really rob take any of these mechanical decisions and try to throw them into Wrath of the Machine or Vogue or King's Fall, and I think it takes those raids down a notch try to tell me this revive system wouldn't take wrath of the machine or those those matches those fights down a notch i don't know i just especially especially in really intense fights in small areas when someone is dead and you can't get them back up but you press on anyway just to see if you can do it that's how teams learned different strategies. That's how teams learn different things. Like, it was like, I, I'm i going to try this. We're going to try and stand here. We're going to do everything we can to survive. You push the team to the breaking point. You don't really push the team to the breaking point when you're, what, 9 out of 10 runs, the whole team's alive because it's just easier to make sure they're back up so you don't lose time on the res timers. More cat do protection for raid runs, yay or nay and why? You can't really do do protection. Um, you can't really do do protection because of random rolls. So, what do you if you? I don't want do protection. What if I want a bunch of different versions of nation of beasts? Because there's a role that I want. You know what I'm saying? Brutal gear. Do you think Destiny has room for super rare weapon drops from a raid boss? Something like the vanilla vault of glass vex Mr. class drop rate. Was that fun? Like I remember, or rose colored glasses memory. I just think there wasn't much to chase or do in Destiny back then, so Vogue and the Vex and pursuing Vex and pursuing Fatebringer became almost like mythological, and I think because of that, we we held it in really high regard. I think we've had... I think we've had too much experience with a better mixture of player agency like player intentionality and RNG has been better blended in some of the content up to now whether it was the Skeleton Key grind the Nightfall grind Escalation Protocol, the RNG they've applied to Escalation Protocol in the Nightfall Um, you know, Ada's Bounties these are all exposures we've been exposed to better player intentionality and so now that we've been exposed to that I actually think it create, we're a little bit, we're not jaded or spoiled. We're being conditioned to think, dude, I don't want to run the raid three times a week for four months and never get the 1k, never get the exotic. I think that idea doesn't, doesn't, it's not as accepted as it used to be because we're just like, there's so many other games I could play and get something for my time. You're dangling the hope of an exotic that, that just strains the player's patience to the breaking point. And I think back when destiny was out, there weren't as many games competing for your attention. There wasn't as much stuff in the game to really chase or do. So that was like the highlight of your week was trying to get the Vex mythoclast. I think we've just come too far to continue to accept that, you know, it's your boy Bob. do you think they could implement raid roles similar to the way they've done in gambit where someone can play a specific purpose in an encounter and wear the armor that benefits them they kind of did this in the past if you were the one that was always grabbing the relic or being torn between dimensions at oryx well then you were going to have the armor you were going to really really hope to have that armor if not you would try and get it or whatever we, we already have done this in other raids you assign a role somebody's holding the aura somebody's grabbing the relic somebody's grabbing the cannon that's that's been around for a really long time i don't think there's any reason to move away from that we do that now in scourge of the past somebody's on maps somebody's on rooftops somebody's on berserker busting uh more cat how would you structure raid set bonuses and when you do class specific sets i wouldn't do class specific sets i would do it how it is with gambit where the more you wear the more that gets unlocked right and then you could pop the consumable, so you could wear a uh, uh, an exotic. Super Destiny Master. Would you prefer raid armor have random rolls like Last Wish and Scourge, have set mods like the Leviathan raids, or have D1s set perks? I think the perk should be set, and the rolls are random. So when I get a pair of gauntlets, there's just a there's just a set perk on that set of gauntlets. Every time you get the raid gauntlets, they come with, um. You know, increase reload when, uh, uh, I don't know, when in the presence of, uh, I'm trying to think of what would work in a lot of the raids, like in Scourge of the Past, like you could do, yeah, increase reload after you've recently gotten the debuff from holding the bombs or something. Or or just something that would be tied to the raid, obviously. But every single time it comes with that. And then you're going for a specific role. You know, hand cannon reload or whatever. Pickle Rick. Do you think they should make more guns like Husk of the Pit? That way they could evolve the gun over time. 30 and Slow Gaming continues to think that that's the future of the game. That you should be leveling up your guns. So, when you get a white hand cannon, you can level it up to green, then to blue, and to so forth, so that by the time it's done, you've made your own hand cannon that you love, obviously there's risk involved here, because they could make it super transactional, um, and really, uh, I don't like this system, because it doesn't really, random rolls and random drops just suddenly go away. I'm not saying they couldn't do it for some things, but I wouldn't want the entire system to be that way. It's more exciting to see something drop, pick it up, oh, it's the thing I've been wanting, and then you check the roll. I feel like that's way more exciting than just, like, leveling a gun up over time. That's just a transaction of time. What kind of raid exotic do you want to see? I don't really have any thoughts on this. We've gotten we've gotten a grenade launcher and a really, really cool linear fusion. So maybe... maybe uh, we maybe a grenade maybe a rocket launcher they definitely need to stay away from um the other i think they definitely need to stay away from primaries and secondaries exotic primaries and secondaries are always so difficult to justify using um like really difficult to justify using so clearing resub thanks more cat appreciate the resub and then duke did i think duke lorfin for their sub thank you for 15 months chocolate thanos do you think if done correctly d3 could be a 10-year online service similar to world of warcraft i don't necessarily know timeline wise but i think destiny has the parts it has the lore it has the team it has the ideas to create a really truly great rpg i just think engine and dedicated servers are the big question mark you can't build a game like that unless you do that i don't think Little off topic, but if D two launches DLC same week as Borderlands three, which will you play first? I mean, just given what we know about Destiny and the community, I would probably start with Destiny, do some playing, do some talking, and then switch to Borderlands. That just seems to work really well. The morning crowd's kinda here for the talk. You know, we could do another talk over there in Borderlands. You know, that could be a good a good format. I, I definitely am not gonna ignore either game if there's new stuff going on. The gaming author, do you think Bungie, either the Annual Pass 2 or Destiny 3, should go all in on gear set bonuses and have set tailored perk-wise for each major activity in the game? Well, I think it can get a little bit absurd, right? Do you need a, a an armor set for every single place that you go go into, right? I mean, do we really, really need that? It could get a little absurd. This is why I think if raids are infrequent, they are one of the best places to do it right gambit prime it made sense to do it they're creating a tentpole activity both with with gambit and gambit prime they're creating something that's going to be around for a while so do you do generic raid perks I don't know then future raid armor doesn't matter but raids slowly fade into the background so all of our leviathan sets and all of our leviathan perks don't matter now why well leviathan is faded into the background so i think it's okay to do it with raids because raids are here they're relevant for six to nine months and then they're not relevant anymore so it's good to have that armor set the full armor set makes you stronger in the raid you're more competent to help your buddies you're still farming for god rolls on the weapons so you're thankful to have those armor perks because it makes survivability and strength you know higher for you um, but then eventually, you know, you move on to the next raid. Neon Curry. I pulled some of my friends, and a lot of them, uh, form over function, meaning they want to look good above a lot of things. I saw this in Season's Armor with the Prime sets a lot of people get excited for. you think armor glows and such in D1 Age of Triumph will be more meaningful? I mean, I don't necessarily know this is a front-burner issue. I think the main problem with the game right now is a lack of diversity within the perks themselves. Having armor glows and cool cosmetics, I'm not opposed to that. I even said that if NPCs have a rank that matters, that's something that you would unlock. Hey, you got a full set for the Drifter. Cool. Your rank on the Drifter is 24. Once you get him to rank 30, you get all these cool ornaments for the armor. You could do seasonal cosmetic injections like that that when you grind up an NPC, it adds that flourish big perm do you think Bungie needs to do something to get more people in raids or do you think the idea is to have it only run by a small percentage of people i think aspirational content's normal in games like this and when you have aspirational content a smaller percentage of people will do it it's really difficult it's really hard i think that that's kind of a standard in the industry so i'm not opposed to that now as far as trying to get more people in there I'm kind of changing teams here. Matchmaking for Reckoning is all the proof I think I need that matchmaking for raids would need to be super, super, like, hurdle-based. You would really want to make people jump through some hurdles before they matchmake into a raid. Um, There's just so much of a time commitment. uh, There's so much of a time commitment with raids, and it's so easy for people to mess stuff up or not have a working microphone. You know, a four-player... Challenging environment like Reckoning is pretty much a train wreck with randoms, and other times it goes fine. So it's you know, and I know people were pushed back, and I, I kind of talk out of both sides of my mouth. Part of me is just like, just put matchmaking in there and let people figure it out. They'll find people that are competent. They'll find people that are willing to talk. But again, it's just one of those things where you, you you're 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 choosing the lesser of two evils. In Bungie's mind, exposing people to the raid in a bad matchmade environment is the lesser of two evils. It's like, well, we don't want we, we'd rather not give matchmaking than give matchmaking and have people go in and have a terrible experience. Myers Alpha. I wanna know how they made raid guns like Chaos Dogma in D1 to make underwhelming ones in D2. Has Bungie let their core raid designers go? No, I think that they have really limited themselves. I think If you look at the pattern, uh, Forsaken was like the time to turn stuff around, and they didn't maybe have time to really invest in perks. I don't think it's a coincidence that the the further away we get from Forsaken, the cooler the perks get. There's some pretty cool perks in the Gambit weapon pool, right? You got the... Um, I forget the one on the on the auto rifle that's so good, but you got like swashbuckler and other perks and things that are new. Well, I mean that's we're really far away from Forsaken now. We're you know we're 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 moving toward the next the the next annual pass deliverable this summer, which will probably I think have even more new perks. So I would think that the further away we get from Forsaken, maybe they're able to invest more in those perks because they're not they're not so heavily investing in like fixing the game itself uh hey shiz how would you like it if they gave us exotic armor piece in the raid that have intrinsic perks specifically for the raid if the armor isn't specific to the raid it could have perks specific to enemies like the mods we have currently i started playing in d2 so if this was done in d1 my bad i've just always felt like the raids need exotic armor piece I don't know if you want an exotic armor piece in there. I'm not necessarily saying I don't like the idea. I just think that's... I don't know. That's that's hugely divergent from what exotics have been up to now. There was definitely exotics that you could only get in the raid, 1K Voices, Anarchy, Outbreak Prime, but there's never been exotic armor pieces that did specific things in the raid only. Um, I mean, there was the Touch of Malice so that but the touch yeah the touch of malice is probably the only example of an exotic that you could use anywhere but you really it was really only meant to be used in one environment going into an aura where you're invincible so you can get the increased damage uh while in the aura so yeah i guess the touch of malice would be an example Caustic Frog, do you think building raids around supers is good for the game? The way uh, Bungie can make certain supers that see less play more viable, different ending, different encounters or something. Also, do you think Titan supers need to be reworked? Yeah, I mean, the, the Titans are in a weird spot with respect to supers in PvE. Um, they don't seem to have a whole lot of utility. The bottom tree on Sentinel combined with Doomfangs, pretty fun, but you're basically just clearing ads. Uh... It's not bad on a mini boss if there's adds around, because you can punch him like crazy, then throw your two shields, get a bunch of your super energy back, and punch him like crazy again. So, I mean, it's there's a couple of things you can do there, but even that is just not... I don't know. I don't know if you want to start designing encounters. I had an idea where... What if there was like a thing you had to charge up with electricity? And it became known that it was basically built for chaos reach it's like a hole in the wall that when you cast electricity into it it charges it up so most people just throw grenades at it or shoot it with their you know their arc shotgun but people figure it out they're like well if you use chaos reach on it it charges it up like right away somebody might say well we really like having well here i don't know now you kind of have a dilemma of decision making you're like do we use chaos reach to charge it faster if we charge it faster we can move to the next phase of the fight faster that's less risky no Wells more influential like you're going to have those internal debates I just think that gets really really difficult to design I think you really are going down a rabbit hole of like expecting people to figure it out and when they do figure it out expecting it to be strong enough for it to be a reason for you to do it um, it there's got to be such a tangible benefit to it that, that you would actually change your change your loadout and change the way that you play. And I don't, I don't know if that's what you want to do. Ashen Annihilator, how do you feel about their telling a story nowadays? Do you feel it's an improvement instead of cutscenes like the Queen's Court Invitation to the Nine? I, I, I'm telling you, I think that they've done a pretty good job this season. Um, this season alone, I think is, I think is nice. The way they've set it up. I think it's nice. I uh when I look at how they've they've kind of trickled the story out, the writing, I've enjoyed the story elements for both the drifters' perspective and the invitation to the nine and all that. Um I've uh I've enjoyed it. Uh so Anthem and Destiny 2, which combat is better? I think they both have their their things about them that are awesome. I still spend 60 seconds in Anthem, and I'm immediately like this game is super satisfying. Like, I just love flying around. Um, but then the gun mechanics in Destiny are just ridiculously good. Um, Revenge, do you think it's possible that we are going to get, see Touch of Malice or Gallahorn return in the future? I, I don't know about Touch of Malice. I mean, if we go, if we're supposed to be going back to the Dreadnought, we're supposed to be going back to the Dreadnought. Um, maybe then it could see a return Galahorn they're probably really going to save in their pocket I would think Republic City would you agree to change Bungie uh, made to box breathing was one of the worst changes they made for sniper especially making them unusable in PvE compared to everything else oh yeah there was no I, there was no reason to do it I'm serious the change to box breathing was I, I don't know it felt so frickin arbitrary um, it felt it just I don't know it felt out of nowhere that scout from Wrath of the um, from Scourge of the Past if that scout had the old version of box breathing it might actually be like a really viable primary I part of me believes that that gun was designed before they nerfed box breathing I, I don't understand like box breathing as Chevy is saying the main issue was with Whisper but then they made Whisper breathing so it's like Are they are they worried that like any sniper with box breathing would then I guess what compete with whisper and then ultimately you wouldn't need to run whisper and then it would essentially it's kind of like how I've said onslaught is an exotic perk if we're honest. Onslaught's an exotic perk on the breakneck uh, because it makes it better than Huckleberry. It's like, so maybe in their mind, box breathing the old version is just too close to an exotic per- uh, perk or something. Uh, Guaira, Is the rarity of seeing Anarchy being used uh, out in the wild an RNG issue, or is the grenade launcher just not that good or fun to use? Oh, as far as you don't see anybody using it? I honestly don't know. I, You know, I feel like you see 1k like everywhere um and i know they recently nerfed that but no i'm sorry not nerfed that they recently buffed it so maybe that's why you're seeing 1k in more uh in more circulation but yeah i definitely don't see the anarchy Harley at all um now i don't know again is that because it's not that great is it because it's never dropping i probably a bit of both it's probably a bit of both i would wage i would i would wager to say that it's it's not showing up that much and for the people that it is showing up they're probably just saying like i I don't really like it you know it's not really getting the job done because i think a lot of the times that really is what it comes down to is they're making weapons that are cool but not necessarily effective um and that's why I was glad to see the 1k get a buff it was like once they standardized the damage output of the 1k I was like man this just doesn't feel like an exotic you know anarchy is difficult to use at it's max potential yeah I I would think I would think one of the main reasons stuff like that doesn't get used though is low drop rate I feel like you would see anarchy I really do Evil the Waffler, do you think Bungie is saving all the good stuff for Age of Triumph, new raid loot? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say they're saving all the good stuff. Um, I feel like they've given us some pretty good stuff. But I definitely feel like they've held on to the year one NPCs and the year one loot for future stuff. Ascendant Degenerate, is there an activity in Destiny 2 that you would actually need a God roll weapon for? Well, no, but if you go into really challenging content and run, like, do this intentionally to yourself, right? Go into really challenging content and I want you to run crap rolls on everything. Take Outlaw Rampage away from yourself. Take Trench Barrel away from yourself. You know, use a fusion rifle instead of a shotgun. Use Use a sword instead of a, you know, instead of the grenade launcher you've been using or instead of an exotic you've been using. Like, basically intentionally use what's what's not god roll and then see what happens. I, you'd probably struggle, you know? I think you'd struggle. Um, when you go into an encounter and you can run something with like Feeding Frenzy Rampage or, you know, Rampage with uh, Outlaw, you just immediately can tell a difference in especially if you go feeding frenzy. There's so much rhythm in the game that gets broken if you have a bad weapon. If you run like a hand cannon that's got really slow reload or not the best damage, not the best perks, you're you're going to feel that more than the other guy next to you who's like running a god roll. Now, your question is, do I actually need a god roll? Well, no. You don't need a god roll, but d- feeling powerful in end game content or challenging content's nice. Don't understate, don't understate or or play down the fact that when you feel confident in an environment, how much of your guns are per- are participating in that confidence, right? You go and do a nightfall, a forge, or whatever, and you got all these great weapons. You know, a lot of that comes from your confidence level in your in your loadout, you know, and you feel pretty awesome. You kind of you kind of stand there with a little bit of a relaxed posture and you're like, "Well, you don't really need god rolls." It's like, "No, but it adds to the power fantasy. It makes me feel good." You know. Recommend which class I should concentrate on to get the most out of Destiny? I don't even know right now. Deeds tweeted, we heard you like numbers, by the way. Oh, are we actually getting numbers? (laughs) I still never understand why that happens. Why you get stuck like that and can't slide under. That's weird. Next question. Revenge. I know it's not confirmed, but what are your thoughts on the supposed escape room that they're adding to Season of Opulence? Um, I mean, I don't don't know what it is. I think that the Castellum is going to be turned into a horde mode. That's been my prediction. I think the Castellum is already a nice holding container for a... um, uh, It's a nice container for a... uh, For a horde mode. Sorry, my brain froze up. Um, I think it's already a nice container for that. and I think that's what they're going to do. So, we got one hour until reset, guys. Reset did not follow the time change, so... And before they regret giving numbers... Yeah, they don't have a great track record with that, so hopefully that's not the case. PGZ, what if the raid gear was awarded more like the latest Iron Banner gear? Bounty style, you know what you have to do to get to a certain item uh, that may feel better. At least you're grinding something in particular. Yeah, I mean, I had this idea a little bit different than what you're saying, but I had a similar idea when I said, imagine, imagine being able to do that with like eight bounties. So that week, and again, this is where rotating rhythm like rhythmic urgency could come into play here, okay? Rhythmic urgency could land on land on it and it says they could say, "Okay, this week the raid NPC has helmet, gauntlets, shotgun pulse rifle." I'm keeping the list short just for the sake of brevity. Right? Helmet, gauntlets, shotgun, pulse rifle. And you can do those as many times as you freaking want. Just keep running the raid over and over and over again. Now, you wouldn't want it to be something you could do like, oh, I'm just going to do these bounties and I'm going to farm the first encounter. You would want the bounties to require a full raid completion. You know? That's how I would do it. Ascendant Generate. Uh, what's even the point of having rare loot with a time gated grind well a time gated grind creates urgency I call it rhythmic urgency right well this week if you want a warden's law you gotta grind warden of nothing and then it's gonna go away for a while so I think rhythmic urgency creates um, it creates a, a sense of I need to play I need to grind right? And then, beyond that, it doesn't just create a sense of urgency so you feel like you need to grind, but it also creates that feeling of when you finally get it, you're like, whew, yes, I got it this week. That was I was so worried I wasn't going to get it this time around. That's why I think 8 Bounties work so well. Yes, it's rhythmic urgency, and then it goes away for a while. And the reason that's good is if you have multiple pieces of the game are... If multiple pieces of the game are doing this, so let's say one week, Ada doesn't have any weapons that you want, but the Drifter has a weapon that you want and you're really trying to get gauntlets from the raid, okay? So Drifter's got a shotgun that you wanna get and the raid the raid, the raid, raid NPC has got a bounty for gauntlets that week. Well, now you, you, you've got two things that are kind of competing, right? And you know, well, if I, let me try for Drifter's first, his rhythm's a little bit slower. Um, let me. I'll, I'm gonna do his first because I know, you know, very very next time that the raid rolls around next week, they're gonna rotate it, and then I only have to wait one more week for the for the the gauntlets to come back, right? If you only have to wait a week to make the gauntlets come back, that kind of makes the decision for you. You're like, this isn't so bad, you know. I can. I'm gonna I'm gonna prioritize Drifter. Drifter's gun take they take a little bit longer for you know to come back around. And again, if it's, if every NPC is rotating, if every NPC is rotating, then you're doing, you're doing exactly that. Like each week you're checking, you're like, well, this week Drifter doesn't have anything that I want, but Devrim K does and Zavala does. And you know, you just, that's, that's what you end up doing then is you kind of comb through, you kind of comb through the game each week. That's why rhythmic urgency can be, can be extremely valuable. Um, they're changing Ada's bounties to have uh, every gun though. Right. But once you pick two, I think two or three, that's it for the week. You can't pick more than that. Right. So to a certain extent, I disagree with their decision to do that with Ada. It's another punt. It's like you're removing rhythmic urgency and giving us too much agency. So now people are now people are going to get the guns super, super early or, you know, super, super fast instead of having to wait. Um, so oh, it's two. right. so it's two. Or oh, are people getting the update already? Okay, let me uh, let me back out of the game here and we can read through the patch notes in just a moment. Gawson says, do you think getting enhancement cores every time you level up? I, that's, I don't think that's a solution. I think the solution is to take enhancement cores out of the fricking in, infusion. Uh, acidic swords should destiny ditch the whole weekly daily system, allowing for actual grinding. No, I think that's one of the reasons that the game has done well is rhythmic. The, the rhythm, that daily ritual, the weekly ritual is addicting. It's this you check the boxes. You, you feel good when you're done checking the boxes. I think it's good. I don't think they should get rid of it. Um, Shad Berserker, what do you think about the light level max for old raids, especially since it doesn't drop gear near max light level? Prestige Spire is difficult, um, but it has the lowest amount of completions. Yeah, I don't know about bringing these up to level. I don't have a problem with it anymore. I used to say, no, let's not do it. But it's like, what's the difference? Who the frick cares? Leveling sucks anyway, so why not give us more opportunities to get powerful drops? Melodic Gamer. One thing I loved in D1 Raids was that certain loot dropped in certain encounters. Heavy weapons drop, at Warpriest, etc. Uh, do you think there's room for this system to be implemented? Yeah, I, I think you combine that system with what I talked about. Bring back the Wrath of the Machine chest system. So, I know with certainty, every raid completes I get a key, I can rerun the raid and keep opening the chest at encounter number 3, cause encounter number 3 is where the fusion rifle drops, and I want the curated fusion rifle, and I just keep doing it time and time and time again as long as the rhythm is fair right? as long as the rhythm is fair they nerfed Wardcliff? nerfing Wardcliff by 25% against bosses? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I told you. I told you. I said if there's something powerful, enjoy it while it lasts, because they're gonna freaking nerf it. That they, they, they can't help themselves. Uh first one. Can you describe how you think the future of Destiny franchise will look about two to three years? I think it's gonna be a hardcore RPG. Um I think it's gonna be a hardcore RPG with bigger open areas. So Lodeo Gloria, I'm sorry if you've answered this before, but what are your thoughts about the loot throttle in general? I've been feeling frustrations of the lack of agency on top of the throttle to be really stifling. I don't know what throttle you're talking about. Um, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, they did it for gambit balancing. I literally talked about this just the other day in a QA and a session. I said, the problem, there's a giant overarching meta umbrella problem with adding Gambit. Now they've got one more environment they have to nerf and balance for. You got a whole nother system. Now, not just Crucible, right? Not just Crucible. You got to balance for Gambit. Like, I, I told people before Gambit came out and I saw the perks on the armor and I was like, hey, you know, my tone's changing a little bit. This might actually not be too bad. I stopped short and I said... I don't have confidence in Bungie's ability to have foresight and good balancing decisions with respect to Gambit Prime, and we're seeing it on full display. Evil the Waffler. What about guns that do more damage to enemies like they did in D1 raids? Taking king Yeah, I mean, that too. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Anything to add more... Punch to how you feel in the raid running a full raid set. Do you think Year Three, a Second Age of Triumph, would be a good way to correct a lot of the raid perks, or would that be too little, too late? Any time they decide to add raid perks is a good time because then we could give feedback and, and experiment. Right? Anytime's a good time. So let's just try it. Evil the Waffler. Should they do less super focus on gun and gunplay because it's so good? I they're not at they're not at odds. Both super uh, and gunplay are are. In the game a lot. Psychotic Goldfish. Longtime listener, first time caller, Kappa. Do you feel that there is an oversaturation of exotics in the game? And will Bungie eventually run out of ideas uh, and the pool be dried up? Uh, personally, I think Destiny 3 should jettison the idea of um exotics and go more toward um a spectrum of weaponry. So So, it would go white, green, blue, blue adept, purple, purple adept, purple pinnacle, then go to exotics, but exotics would be, exotics would be super, super rare, there wouldn't be nearly as many of them, and they would be, they'd be wild, like wild, right, I need to know why can I only put one on, it needs to be wild, now. Why would you add blue at depths, Lono? I would make us use blues a whole lot longer. I would get a whole lot more capital out of your out of your loot pool. Blue at depths would basically be like legendaries are now, but with like a super limited perk pool. So it would have the same number of perks as a legendary with no mod slot. Cuz like right now whenever you get a blue a blue gun, right? If you go to collections, uh, and you go to, uh, a blue gun, okay? Let's look at the cuboid, okay? Two perks, all Right, The cuboid adept would have three perks, like a legendary, to take it up a notch, but it would have no mod slot, and it would be a static roll, right? The reason you do this is you extend, you extend the length of time that you people are using, uh you extend the amount of time people are using blues because they make so much they make so much stuff and then what that could do is is that could allow a similar spectrum in legendaries once you start getting legendaries legendaries have random roles and a mod slot but every legendary has a curated role it's pinnacle it's godlike it's awesome and that would be the curated adept version of a legendary and then exotics would be a whole lot more rare A whole lot more rare. So if you get an exotic primary, you're like, this thing is worth using. Right now, exotics that are primaries and secondaries, the legendaries are just so close to them in efficacy, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to take my Warden's Law off to use a freaking Suros Regime. It doesn't make sense. Why am I going to limit my loadout to use something that's as good as a legendary? 29 months from Fender Tele, thank you. Now, another thing they could consider doing, another thing they could consider doing is Exotics in the primary and secondary slot could that's could be where they could limit it. So maybe again PvP comes comes rearing its ugly head in, but like maybe you can only have one exotic between these two, and then you can have one here. So you could run like the Huckleberry, the Icolos, and then the two-tailed fox. I think they just need to either really, really limit how many exotics show up and go towards more pinnacle versions of legendary weapons like the breakneck because the breakneck is essentially an exotic. Yes, I'm going to read through the TWAB and the notes with you guys. Um, I think we need more guns like the breakneck. I think the breakneck should be a pinnacle roll. In the, in the Hazard of the Cast pool. So we should have been grinding for Hazard of the Cast, all these random rolls on it, and then when the curated drops, it's a cause for celebration, it's the breakneck, it's got an ornament, it's got a different name. Do you see? That's how I would do it. That's more loot grind, that's more spectrum within the loadouts, etc. Uh, Roxidios, this refers to the box breathing question just played when I asked this. If they wanted to make box breathing on snipers not compete with whisper, couldn't they just make a specific uh, perk for sni- perk for snipers? Oh, box breathing for snipers. Then scouts could have an unnerfed Yeah, something like that. I. Yeah, I mean, th- it doesn't make any sense. Who in the frick is going to use that scout from Scourge of the Pass and wait for box breathing to reset? Who? It doesn't make any sense. It's a curated role on a raid gun, and its perk is dumb! It doesn't make any sense! It... What? Who is going to do that? It's a nonsensical role. I'm going to use a scout and be like, wait for box breathing, shoot, wait for box breathing, shoot. What? No! I'm not going to do that. It's awful. It lets you three tap headshot in PVP. Okay, but it's a raid gun it's a raid gun it's just uh, the rhythm of pvp makes more sense to try to hold for that first shot because you're holding lanes you're scoped in you're gonna hold and scope in with the freaking scout in pve content most pve contents not even most pve contents not even uh build for scouts unfortunately it's not the curated role wait yeah i thought the curated scout from scourge came with box breathing what are you talking about? Are you sure? I thought for sure that the curated role on that scout came with box breathing. If it doesn't, then I don't even know why box breathing's in the pool. Uh Republic City, could you see Bungie changing their engine to Unreal and making exclusive deal with Epic since they are no longer with Activision? Yeah, I definitely could see that happening. Oh, it's full auto with Zen? It's Kill Clip Rampage. Okay. I was mistaken. I'm sorry. I misspoke. I actually thought the curated version came with box breathing. Well, that's a little bit better. At least full auto Zen kind of makes sense. Um, Even though it doesn't shoot that fast. Like, I don't know. Does does Zen even really help? I wonder. Um, Because the fire rate is is so slow. Still, if they made box breathing significantly better. See, that's another opportunity. That's another opportunity. They could have done a unique perk. They could have called full-auto box breathing, and what they could have done is, if you wait for box breathing, it activates both box breathing and full-auto, and now you got a unique gun that would feel really freaking dope. It would make pivot Probably, but still, that's how I would have built the gun. Velvet Thunder. Maybe off-topic slightly, but what do you think about Paul Tassi's article about Destiny not putting out big expansions this September and instead putting out another small? I I predicted that. I Uh would it be smart with borderlands releasing around the same time i mean they can't change their business strategy and development cycles around borderlands so i i would say that once they split with activision i uh i changed i changed my predictions I originally thought we were going to get a DLC in September called the Taken Queen, followed by another annual pass, because I thought they're going to try to buy as much time as they can to get to the next game, and I thought the Taken Queen was going to be built by another company, High Moon Studios or Vicarious. I got it wrong. Vicarious Visions is building Season of Opulence, Penumbra, and then once they split from Activision, I adjusted my prediction. And I said, more than likely what they're going to do is whatever they had built for September is going to get broken up and that'll be our annual pass. And the leaks from you know Shadow of the Nine kind of line up with this. Apparently, we're getting annual pass 2.0 and the first deliverable in September is going to be the biggest of all of them. So maybe that's what's going to happen is as soon as that annual pass starts, we're going back to the Leviathan. It'll essentially be what I think was... It'll be like the front half of what was going to be an entire DLC. Uh, Rice burner, do you think they should have some help from the community to help with exotics? I this maybe I don't think that's an important issue though. We don't they don't really need to like come over the community for help with exotics. Uh, Jaihu, what do you think about giving exotics a point system? For example, you can have a max of three points. I actually thought they were going to do this with Forsaken. I thought they were going to go to a point system so that you could equip anything that you wanted, but once you hit so many points, like, Ikalah shotgun would be worth so many points, you couldn't run it with the, it would be impossible to run it with the, the tractor cannon. I thought they were going to go to a point system. I really did. Just give you complete and total freedom over your entire loadout, but every gun is assigned a point system. The biggest reason I don't think they go to that is, number one, it's never been in the game up until now. Number two, it'd be really, really difficult for them to really go through and comb over all of it to make sure everything is balanced. It would take a really, really long time. So that's why I don't think they're doing it. Now, you're saying just do it with exotics. I'm saying pretty simply that if these two are like a shared slot and you can only put one exotic here but you can also have one here i think that would be a perfectly good argument for them to say primary and secondary exotics aren't going to be that crazy because the real coup de gras exotics are going to be your heavies because right now if i were to run uh if i were to run any of the exotics in these slots with the exception of a very few like Yoten, Lord of Wolves, Telesto. Um, if I were to run those along with an exotic heavy, that would be pretty broken. But if I run the Cold Heart, the Sunshot, the Risk Runner, or something like that, along with another exotic, it ain't that busted. At the very least, let's ex- let's ignore energy weapons. If I were to run any of these, it wouldn't break a single thing. It wouldn't. If I run this, right? If if I run Malfeasance or Suros or Crimson or Wing, any of these guns, along with, if you run those alongside of uh, of other like heavy exotics, it's not gonna mess. It's not gonna mess anything up. I don't think. I don't think it would be that big of a deal. So. I don't know if they're ever going to do that, but that's how I would handle it. I just think exotic secondaries and primaries are so low on the usage scale. I've even suggested turning a lot of them into pinnacle legendaries that can be grinded for as a curated role. Cause like, like really, do we really, are we really worried about sunshot and, and graviton Lance being too strong to be paired with, you know, exotic heavy. So. All right, we're going to transition to reading the TWAB and the patch notes together. If you're listening to this on iTunes, go play Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in to catch these live, twitch.tv slash rage. If you're listening live right now, click the follow button if you've enjoyed this content, and stick around for the TWAB read-through. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.